Yeah, or it's like when you're on Tinder and you see a guy um, with just like his first photo is his car. Oh. Or him holding a fish. There's just so many things that really, really do give you the ick. Yeah. Hello, and welcome back to To Be Honest Podcast. My name is Kara. And my name is Duck Dog. <laughs> Duck Dog Millionaire. Duck Dog Billionaire, as I like to go did by. You say, wait, did you say billionaire? Yeah. <laughs> we're stepping it up. I know, we really are. <laughs> this week we're doing a bit of a different episode, I guess, um, because we're just going to kind of talk about what's been going on recently in our lives because Duck Dog over here has just come back from a week in Melbourne, which mm-hmm. is where we're both from. So we spent a week apart and yes. it's the longest time we've spent apart for over a year. Oh my God. I just realized in this moment that it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't lie. No, but I hadn't <laughs> thought about it like that. I'm like, wait, <laughs> that's why I missed you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and to be clear, by like the second day, we were like, oh my God, what are we doing? Yeah. Each other? <laughs> and I'm about to go away for two weeks. I know. And I'm like deeply overwhelmed by the thought of what I'm going to do by myself for two weeks yeah yeah well why don't we start with what I did by myself okay while you were gone yes so wait did we talk about context what I've been doing where I've been okay just to catch you all up I've been in Melbourne for six days oh no we did say that oh we did so sorry we're off to a great start already (laughs) (laughs) so yeah while you were away Mm -hmm. I did simultaneously a lot and not a lot okay so, first of all, I watched an entire season of a show in one night. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Okay. It's called It's a Sin. It's on Netflix. I mean, sorry, it's on Stan here in Australia. I have seen so many ads for it. Yeah. So, here's, here's the thing. Apparently, it's really popular and, like, everyone's talking about it, except I had not heard one person talk about it before I watched it. Well, even when I saw your Instagram story saying that you were crying yourself to sleep after watching the whole <laughs> series in one night, I was like, I don't really even know what that is. Yeah, so it's a really – it's such an amazing TV show. I think it's like, five episodes mm-hmm. of, like, 40 minutes each. And it's basically – I'm going to try and not give anything away, but it's basically about a group of friends, Mm -hmm. gay, in particular gay men, Mm -hmm. growing up in the 80s. They're in like their late teens, early 20s. And it's when the AIDS epidemic is kind of starting to come out and people are learning more about it. And it's basically, it kind of explores the social ramifications and also just like the health ramifications of kind of living in this time as a gay man mm. it's so good i can't even begin to tell you how fucking good it is and i know that you would love it i was thinking about starting it today but well that's not- why i just just so everyone knows i ducky got home like an hour after i left for work today so i wrote her a little note for when she got in uh-huh. and when i told you to I, that i watched that show I wanted you to watch it today. Yeah. I definitely am going to watch it soon, I think. Mm. But today, I didn't tell you this yet, but I started watching The Hills New Beginnings. Oh. That's, that's the one with, like, Misha Barton? So random. So random. And they're, like, hour-long episodes. And I only got about 45 minutes in, and then I fell asleep and took a nap on the couch. With oh, hour-long episodes? Yeah, so bizarre. Why? I don't know. But it's really good. I'm definitely going to keep watching it, but I think I'm going to watch that, and then I'm going to watch It's a Sin. Wait, what's the dynamic between Misha Barton and everyone else? So, Audrina's back. 
Heidi's back. Whitney's back. They're Whitney's back? Yeah, she's in it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. And then as well as that, Justin Bobby's back. Ew. And Audrina's just gone through a divorce. So it's a whole oh. thing. And then Stephanie Pratt's in it. Okay. Because Heidi and Spencer are in it. Yeah. Stephanie Pratt's in it. Personally, I'm a huge fan of Stephanie Pratt. Well, yeah. Because we love Made in Chelsea. We do love Made in Chelsea. And Misha Barton is apparently friends with Stephanie Pratt. She's fucking not. That's so put on. That's but they so were fake. talking about how they used to party together when they were both oh, quite young. I can't And going through that. like the LA scene when everyone was like super skinny and stuff like that. And Misha Barton was talking about that, how that was like the thing. Um, mm. they talk, they've talked a bit about how like Perez Hilton was like really awful to them and like always body shaming them and stuff like that. So it's definitely interesting and it's not as good as the hills was because it doesn't feel as like authentic but it's really cool that most of them have come back yeah that's i didn't even realize that was out mm-hmm. it's that's on cool. stand interesting mm. well that actually makes sense why whitney's been reacting to it yeah oh all this time i thought she was doing it just because she thought it'd be fun no and <laughs> as well as that people have been saying in the comments of whitney's videos that she seems like she's trying not to offend Heidi and Spencer because Mm. she's still they've signed on for a second season of the hills new beginnings and she's gonna have to film with them is her husband in it no well not so far look I have to watch it I guess but I can't imagine how that would be entertaining Mm. because like what what do they have in common like what are they gonna do they're all married and like with kids or like you know Whitney has kids like what are they what are they doing well the thing is that this is why I sent you that photo of Brody Jenner today because I was watching the Hills New Beginnings and so, so I started is he in it he's in it with his wifey for lifey except they're not for lifey because they are now divorced I found out when I stalked him on Instagram okay. today here's the thing Brody Jenner is the type of guy that you would love oh Brody Jenner is Bad news. Brody Jenner is the type of guy that I would have to tell Ducky that she's not allowed to bring home. I know. And I would be so devastated about it, but I would know that it was for the best. And then you would thank me six months later. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, on this topic, I was watching The O.C. with Ali yesterday when I was in Melbourne. And I just get deeply turned on whenever I see Ryan Atwood. Like, not Ben (laughs) McKenzie, Ryan Atwood. He is perfect to me. And I feel like... It describes all of my issues with men when I say that. Yeah. Mm. And I do understand. Mm. Here's the thing. I think I might have said this already on the podcast. But growing up, you watch the OC Mm. and you're a Seth girl. Because Seth is this like childlike... You don't. You never were a Seth girl, right? No, I was never a Seth girl. Okay, here's the thing. Most people were. Mm-hmm. You are the exception to the rule, I mm-hmm. feel. Maybe we should put a poll up on our Instagram. I'm under the impression that... When you're growing up, you're a Seth girl in terms of you like Seth because he's fun and funny and charming and blah, 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 all that shit. Mm-hmm. But then you grow up and you realize that Ryan is actually what's it. Oh, Ryan is definitely, definitely what's it. He is annoying though. Look, I beg to differ because I do think that he is perfect. And when he smiles, my heart fucking melts. <laughs> I actually can't handle it. While you were gone, I became obsessed with lewis capaldi i understand he's such a superior man have you heard his songs yes i have because ellen is obsessed with lewis is capaldi. she okay yes. message him message her about him you really do that's the thing it's like when i hear like songs from a man that are like really emotional and i'm assuming here's the thing i'm assuming 
that he writes his own songs, and I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure he writes his I'm own songs. I'm pretty confident he at least co-writes them. Yeah. But when I hear that stuff, you know, like very like deep, emotional, I'm just like, take me right now, mm. Lewis Capaldi, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when did you like discover this? How did well, you discover it? Well, I've always loved a couple of his songs, like just like the basic singles, like mm-hmm. Someone You Loved, I think that's his biggest one. Yeah. I love that song. Mm-hmm. But then I think I was just like searching for new music to listen to because I was kind of over everything. Mm-hmm. And then I was listening to his album. Mm. I can't tell you which one. I, I, th- I think he might only have one. <laughs> I think it's it's like divinely uninspired to a hellish degree or something like that. I don't oh. know. And I, there's just so many good songs on there. Uh-huh. And his voice is so incredible. Uh-huh. And then I did the thing that you do when you become obsessed with someone and I watched interviews with him. Yes. You're hooked. I'm hooked. What Look, the fuck am I meant to do? That is a respectable man to be hooked on. But also he's like not even remotely deep in interviews. Like I don't even know why I'm attracted to him. <laughs> but I just am. <laughs> it's okay. He's just, I and he's it. like 23. He's an actual fucking child. 23? Yeah. Or 24. That just seems so young, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is young. It's the difference between a child and an adult in, in male speak. Yeah. <laughs> so what else did you do while I was gone? So the thing is that during the week, I had like a, my general busy week because uh-huh. we have plans like every other day. Uh-huh. But then on the weekend, I didn't do much. Like I went to dinner with some friends. I committed a fair bit of time to dating apps. Oh, Wait, talk me through it. Are There's there not much to talk about. I'm actually feeling quite underwhelmed and disillusioned. Okay. What what do you mean by disillusioned? Like, I guess like the reality of what it's like is not meeting what I thought it would be like when I really put in effort. So what did you feel like it would be like? Well, I thought that when I started to put in effort into dating apps slash just dating in general, but it's obviously mostly through dating apps at the moment. Mm-hmm. I would kind of have more like going on, not even with like dates wise, mm-hmm. but just like talking to people. Right. And I think I'm just like gradually realizing what I have realized in the past and why I stopped using dating apps mm-hmm. is, is that I just find it hard to like actually, I think I'm quite an easy person to talk to mm. and I'm not trying to be like, it's someone, it's their issue, but uh-huh. it's all, it's not me at all. Uh-huh. But it kind of is that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I ask, my biggest pet peeve is when I ask all the questions. This is in like a friendship or any any relationship or mm. romantic relationship. Mm. My biggest pet peeve, pet peeve is when I make a lot of effort into conversation. I ask questions and there is not a question mark in sight when someone replies to me. Yeah. That really fucking pisses me off. Mm. And the thing is, is like on dating apps, this is what I found to be true a lot of the time Mm. and this even goes for when like you know eventually i'll just stop replying to guys who are are doing that because i'm like i'm not putting my time and effort into talking to you yeah you're not going to give me the same back Mm -hmm. when this is meant to be your best foot forward yeah because we just started talking and part of me originally was like well are they just not interested but then they'll still like message again Mm. but they but then they'll they'll fall back into the same thing Mm. Of not asking any questions. And I, I guess it's just frustrating. Like I'm getting frustrated with the whole experience. Yeah. And it's making it not that enjoyable. But I'm also like committed to this dating resolution that I have. And that I want to go on dates. Yeah. And I would like to have sex. So. Yeah. 
you know, I just, it's hard. It's funny. I was actually talking to my mum about dating apps last night Mm. and I was saying to her, the reason why I feel like it's so hard with dating apps is because usually in like real life or whatever, like if you were to meet someone through friends or when you're out or if you were like at the gym, not that I would ever meet anyone at the gym, but anyway. Not that I would ever go to a gym. (laughs) But there are like many different ways that you can meet people in real life where you instantly know like if you're into them or not. Mm -hmm. And the hardest thing with dating apps, I think, is like having to put like effort into conversation with someone that you don't know. So like for me personally, it's like in the past, if I've matched with someone on a dating app, I might be like super attracted to them. And I'm like, definitely feel like they're physically attractive and blah, blah, blah. But the fact that I don't know them is what stops me from messaging them or putting in a lot of effort. You know what I mean? But what do you think the issue is with when someone is, i.e. me, is messaging you Mm. and you're not giving me anything? Do you think that's just poor conversational skills? I think it's a mixture of poor conversational skills and time and effort. Like think about when you've been on dating apps in the past and I know I've been in this space before. I'm like on dating apps, but I'm not actually like on dating apps. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I know what you're getting at. I have spent a lot of time not replying to guys who message me. Yeah. But the difference I feel is mm. that when I do reply, I make the effort. Yeah. And like, I, think- I never only talk about myself. Mm. When I, like, even if I was like, you know, in my half-assed dating phase, mm. who were messaging me? Like, <laughs> it's going to sound bad because I know I should reply if someone's messaging me. Like, I know it's not that nice to not reply. Mm. But if I was to reply, I would actually make the conversational effort of asking them questions or like asking them like at least at the very least like um the same question they've asked me like you know how was your week or like what are you doing this weekend that Mm. kind of thing but like so many guys just don't do that i've been thinking about this though Mm. i don't know if this is pessimistic of me it probably is Mm -hmm. but i also kind of feel like we all know that one of the biggest things with dating apps is that it takes away the risk of dating essentially Right. right Or in telling someone that you like them. Because Mm -hmm. for most, for anyone who's unfamiliar, if anyone is, like obviously with a dating app, like typically you will have them on your screen and you will swipe them like left or right, like yes or no. Mm -hmm. And if they have also swiped you yes, you will come up with like a match. Mm -hmm. And if they haven't, they never see that you said yes to them. Yeah. And so it kind of takes away that like, awkwardness of like oh I'm like what did they say no like I'm a bit worried like I, I don't want to be embarrassed I don't want to be rejected kind mm. of thing like it takes away that risk element of it and I'm wondering whether by taking away the risk it enhances the like validation and the ego driven part of dating oh yeah which I've I think it definitely does but I'm wondering whether like people are just like using it as a means of validation and they're not actually interested in the conversation part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, is that, is that what's, what's happening? I mean, I think so. I think that the thing with dating apps is you would presume if you were new to dating apps and like none of your friends had been on dating apps, you'd be like, okay, yeah, everyone on here who matches with me would want to hang out and want to meet or whatever. Or at least want to have a conversation. But the fact is that a lot of people who are on dating apps are – not even in the space today that is doing it like you said for the validation Mm. or think that they're in the space today and when people actually start talking to them realize that they don't have the time or the energy or are not in in the space today essentially Mm -hmm. and that's why like I'm so pro dating apps like I think it's so awesome and it's such a great way to meet people that you wouldn't typically meet 
But my point of like this whole conversation is the fact that it's never a reflection of you. No, I don't think it is. Yeah, no. I'm just frustrated. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not going to put my time and energy into trying to talk to someone who clearly is not interested in getting to know me Mm. or if they are, if, if that is their idea of being interested in getting to know me, that's just not in alignment with me yeah I don't know it's just it's just frustrating so I tried I mean I, like I'm still I'm still gonna try because like I said it is my intention for the year and it's something that I want to do I just don't really know what else to do well I mean you could just take this as an opportunity to go okay like online dating is something that could work but maybe I will be able to meet people other ways yeah but I work in a practically all-female <laughs> workplace <laughs> I understand because I feel the same at the moment like how am I going to meet someone in real life when I work from home and most of my friends are women but I feel like it's kind of like even if you just take it from the point of view of okay I'm just going to commit to like saying yes more to things that I typically would say no to or something Mm. like that that might be a way that you can just naturally meet new people Mm. but I agree it's hard I'm proud of you for committing to it though thanks you're welcome if there's any male listeners who live on the gold coast or nearby and you want to slide into my dams i won't be mad about it as long as you can carry a fucking conversation even if you're from brisbane like i think brisbane men are it okay i'll I'll take i'll take brisbane i don't dislike brisbane men i just don't know if they're it right but i also know that most gold coast men aren't it (laughs) Sometimes I worry that by moving to the Gold Coast, I've fucked myself up for relationships. Like, I think maybe, like, a Melbourne man more in my category. (laughs) I love how we were both searching for the word then. Like, what is the word? Actually, on this topic, though, I saw my friend Stacey Lee on Sunday when I was in Melbourne. Your friend, Stacey Lee? So sorry. Our friend, Stacey Lee. (laughs) And something that I said to her, which I know is going to sound so whack, but... My like confidence has been pretty low and I've been feeling pretty insecure like this year. I mean, mm-hmm. for, a, for quite a while now, some yes. would say. <laughs> but when I was in Melbourne, I felt like a hot ass bitch. And I said to Cecily, I was like, I don't know why, but when I'm in Melbourne, I feel way more attractive. Okay. So let's unpack this. <laughs> so do you want me to throw my theory out there? Well, I have a theory. Do you want me to start with yes. my theory? My theory is that the Gold Coast is a very superficial place. Mm-hmm. Like, personally, I love living here. I know you love living here. It's a beautiful place to live. But my insecurities definitely got worse mm-hmm. once I moved to the Gold Coast. It's one of the only flaws about moving here. It's a very superficial place and there's like one standard of beauty, I feel. Yeah. Whereas... In Melbourne, I feel like even when I like leave the Gold Coast and go to Melbourne or even leave the Gold Coast and go to Brisbane, there are so many people who look different. Yeah, the Gold Coast does have very narrow idea of like what is beautiful. Yeah. It would make sense that insecurities can be exacerbated up here. Yeah. Is that what you were thinking? No. Okay. What were you thinking? I agree with that. Uh I think that definitely would be part of it. Yeah. But what I was going to say is that going to Melbourne now is a holiday for you. Mm. And when you're on holiday, you can kind of adapt this persona of someone that you're not necessarily Mm. inhabiting every other time. Mm -hmm. So you're essentially kind of like reinventing yourself and like you can be like, oh, yeah, I'm confident and like I feel great. And like also like you're seeing people you haven't seen before. You're like people are asking you about your life. Like you 
feel more interesting probably, mm. which probably makes you feel better about yourself. I just think I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of it. Yeah, definitely. Do you think it could be? Yeah, definitely. But I'll tell you what, it was a really, really nice feeling. <laughs> yeah. Feeling confident in myself and I've come home feeling way more confident in the way that I look and just like the way that I am which is really good I felt like it was the perfect refresher and like the perfect time to like almost ground myself in a sense and see how far I've come and just Mm. be like yeah this is me and I feel really like good about it and I think it was great because I also saw people that I haven't seen in like five years and they were talking about like how much I've changed like for the better and how I've like really they can see that I'm in such a better space which mm. is saying something because I still haven't been in the best space but better you've grown yeah I've definitely grown so it's nice it could also have something to do with the we are not putting that in the podcast I'll bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about my work situation I haven't updated you on this and how I've been feeling yeah okay So just for some backstory, if you're a new listener, uh, I make YouTube videos and do like Instagram and social media for a living. I also do uh, social media management for a restaurant here on the Gold Coast. And I have been so confused lately about what I am doing with work. I've been feeling quite financially stressed out and financial stress is really something I wanted to get on top of this year, but Mm -hmm. I have started the year in not a very good (laughs) space. So when I went to Melbourne, I was like, mid mental breakdown I had messed up a video that I was doing for like a sponsored video for YouTube I had done something completely wrong with the filming and I had just had a few other issues all happening at once and I was like I feel like such a failure at what I'm doing so I went to Melbourne and I was like okay while I'm here I'm gonna like look at jobs on the coast that I could potentially apply for and like drop back my YouTube work and like just see because The problem is to be completely transparent with YouTube income is it very much so is an up and down thing. And as well as that, some clients don't want to pay you very well. And yeah, or at least for me personally, don't want to pay me enough to be able to support the lifestyle that I lead. So it sounds so bougie. It does sound quite bougie. (laughs) I don't lead that bougie of a lifestyle. I lead a very privileged life, but it's not like. No, super bougie. Anyway, I applied for a couple of jobs while I was in Melbourne. Did like you? Creative jobs, which haven't heard back, but I'm glad like I did up a creative resume mm-hmm. and I just looked at what was out there. There wasn't a heap out there because uh, I don't want to work full time. And so I felt a little bit disheartened about that. But at the same time, I was feeling really creatively inspired while I was away because it's like I had a little bit of a break and I came back like, I've come back today and I'm like vlogging tomorrow, for example, and I'm so excited to vlog tomorrow. I'm vlogging in self-isolation. Yeah. (laughs) And then I had the most beautiful thing happen, which is that my highest paying client for YouTube emailed me Mm -hmm. and wants to book me for two videos a month for the rest of the year. And I felt so excited because not only do I love this client so very much, I also love making the videos for them because it's like a really enjoyable sponsorship to be able to integrate into Mm. the video and overall I was just like wow this feels really good to me and it feels good that now because I've said yes to the deal now I'm going to have financial security for the rest of the year Mm. and so you don't think you need to get a job anymore I'm still definitely considering like if Mm. any of the jobs that I applied for reach out to me for an interview I would definitely go and I would definitely be interested in doing it 
I just am feeling way better about the whole situation in general. That's good. And feeling so good and feeling like, okay, like I definitely can do this and I have lost a lot of inspiration recently, but I feel like the break is exactly what I needed and this client believing in me is exactly what I needed mm. and I just feel really good about it. It's great. I'm feeling like stoked moving forward about continuing to make videos and yeah it's just nice that is really nice it's so good yeah it is really great when like you are stressed about something and then it kind of feels like things fall into place Mm. which again is quite a privileged thing to to happen oh yeah but I've definitely felt it quite a few times Mm. And, and also in the exact same situation when I was working for myself I felt that exact thing happen where I was really stressed about money and then I would get you know a great project come through mm. and yeah it kind of like puts your worries on hold for a little bit yeah what was that thing you were going to tell me to get my reaction on the podcast oh my god I have such a good story okay <laughs> so the main reason why I went to Melbourne is because I had to go to a wedding one mm. of my oldest friend's weddings super excited and after the ceremony, we all went outside to take this group photo and it was in like a Melbourne City kind of area. And we're all taking this group photo down this laneway. And as we were doing it, this car across the road, like literally 10 meters away from us, reversed out of the driveway and crashed into this other car that oh was God. parked. Me vibes. And I was like, <laughs> we were all like, oh my goodness. And all I could think about was being the poor woman driving who then had to like go back into the driveway, get out of her car and be like, what do I do? And there's like 60 people who just witnessed it. who were just standing there. And it was so I just was like feeling for this woman so badly because I was like, oh, she was probably so focused on all these people getting a photo that she accidentally reversed into this car. And then it was just a whole moment. So what did, did was she by herself? Yeah, she was by herself. Oh, I feel I feel for her. I know I felt for her so badly. I've gotten into qu- quite a few car accidents in the last year. <laughs> you really have. Okay, one of them was not my fault. Another one was not with another car. It was with our garage door. Uh huh. So really, it's been only one. I mean, really, it's been three. <laughs> Look, my old Yaris is not looking too good at the moment. I'm feeling quite bad about it. Oh, no, she looks nice. No, she's a bit scratched. Wait, do you name your car? No, I don't like... I am not someone... We spoke about this. I don't like people who name their cars. But I name my car, so you're saying you hate me. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It gives me the ick. <laughs> Oi, this is like when people text me or like more, more specifically when men text me and the I send a text back and it goes green. <laughs> Gives me the ick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just a no, isn't it? <laughs> it's just such a no. Yeah. Or it's like when you're on Tinder and you see a guy um, with just like his first photo is his car. Oh. Or him holding a fish. There's just so many things that really, really do give you the ick. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so badly. So I do have to note that we do have something very exciting that we're looking forward to at the moment. Do we? Yes, it's your birthday in oh. literally like, <laughs> what is it, 12 days? Yeah, 12 days. 12 days until your birthday, darling. Yeah. How are you feeling? The big 2-8 is approaching. I mean, I'm feeling fine. Yeah? I'm kind of like 
I don't give I don't really give a fuck about getting older really anymore, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's gonna sound kind of silly to anyone who might be older than us listening to this podcast. Yeah. It's like 28 is not old. No. And I would like I've never actually thought that. But it's kind of like every year as a woman, you're almost like expected to dislike getting older. Uh-huh. Like literally ever since I was like 24, I was like, oh, I'm 25. Like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. And then I got to like, I think last year I was like, what am I saying? Like, I don't even actually feel this. Like, no, I feel it in the way of like, I can't fucking believe that I'm 28. I swear I'm 14. Mm -hmm. But like, oh my God, 14 is half 28. I know. It's deeply overwhelming. I'm having an existential crisis on the podcast. Okay. I don't care about it in the way of like getting older and like, mm. oh my God, my life isn't together and yada, yada, yada. Like I'm trying to like go over that shit. Mm-hmm. I do. It freaks me out when I think about the fact that like, for example, this year is 10 years since I left high school. Like that's a lot. Yeah. So 28 is a pretty good number though. 28 and feeling great as they say. <laughs> do they? Yeah. And then they say 29 and feeling fine. Almost 30. 30 flirty and thriving. Absolutely. Here's the thing. I am so excited to turn 30. Same. And we've spoken about this. 30 is going to be iconic. Oh, my God. We need to watch some Sex in the City tonight. Okay. I was about to bring this up. So, for everyone listening, um, Sex in the City, iconic show. Iconic show. Yes. I've been watching it since I was 16. And as in, like, I started watching it then. Mm-hmm. And when you're 16 versus when you're in your mid-20s, experiencing this show is so wildly different Mm -hmm. and ducky hasn't seen the actual series right have you only seen the movies i've only seen one of the movies yeah so you don't really even know much about the show no so we started watching it from the beginning and it has been so enjoyable first of all because you know when you really love a show and then you show it to your friend and like they love it Uh and they're laughing and everything that's how I feel watching it with you because you find so many things funny and so many things relatable and I'm just loving watching you loving it Uh I'm like a proud mom even though I've done nothing with Sex and the City (laughs) and also because it literally feels to me like I am watching a new show Mm -hmm. like I have a whole new understanding of these stories and these experiences and these opinions they have and I'm actually feeling myself be like oh my god I had the opposite opinion Mm. to this when I was 16 or 17 or 18 yeah and now I'm like really understanding this character Mm. or this opinion they have Mm -hmm. it's super interesting yeah that is interesting and I feel like it just goes to show that when we're younger we have this like internalized misogyny that we've and been taught misconceptions, yeah. yeah and these misconceptions of like what women should be I guess is what we're taught when we're young like I yes. can remember the way I behaved in high school and I behaved like how I thought I should behave and then there were like other girls my age who were like really sexually empowered or were mm-hmm. like you know had a lot of boyfriends or whatever and there was this like judgment coming from mm-hmm. me and I definitely think that if I had watched this show when I was younger I wouldn't have understood but watching it now I feel so fucking empowered watching mm-hmm. it and I also feel like I want to be single in my <laughs> 30s because it's so iconic and like I'm so sorry but there is nothing better there is nothing better on the weekend going out for dinner and drinks with your friends and just having such a great time like getting all dressed up you're all loving on each other yeah and loving on yourself you buy expensive cocktails because you work (laughs) hard for it you buy overpriced food in particular some spiced 
puffed bread <laughs> and sesame cheese. I did Thank that you. too while you're away. Oh. <laughs> when I tell you I was so offended when Kara called me when I was in Melbourne and she was like, I'm just letting you know that Bray and I are going to the Tropic, which is like one of our favorite places to go on the coast for dinner and drinks. I was seething with was jealousy. your first night in Melbourne or your second night in Melbourne as well. Like, I know. really, you should have been like, I don't care. <laughs> but I was so jealous because I was like, yeah, I'm eating all this really good food, but... I really would like an amaretto sour yeah. made with aquafaba instead of egg whites <laughs> and some sesame cheese. Thank you. I personally hate the sesame cheese. I know. That's just a terrible opinion to have, but I'll <laughs> let it slide. Yeah, I, I'm just back to Sex in the City. Like, I find it interesting because you're right. Like, it does kind of challenge that internalized misogyny. Mm. And... I guess also in a, in a lot of ways, like when I was younger, I had, and this is also a misogynistic thing to think, mm-hmm. but you know, like women are often not shown on film to be like a well-rounded, multifaceted mm. person. And I remember hating some of these characters mm-hmm. because I just thought they were so pathetic and annoying and all these things, mm-hmm. right? And this is like, not necessarily to say that the character's amazing. Like I know that Carrie is kind of like just annoying in general, that's the general consensus. You said I that think... I was her. <laughs> when we were talking about which characters we would be, you said that I would be her. And now okay. you're saying that she's annoying. But so she is annoying, but you're not annoying. What do you really my, have to say to me? My point is that, my point is this, I was getting to it, my point is this. I was like, oh my God, Carrie is so annoying when I was younger. And she's a bit annoying. But... <laughs> Just keep. you're like you're like where where is the good part coming in? I'm like thank you for keeping offending me. I've just told you I've come back from Melbourne with this newfound confidence, and you're like, oh no, okay. girl, I'm gonna bring you down a notch. No. But I'm realizing that Carrie is one of the more like well-rounded characters on the show in a way. Like you know she can be very like, I guess goes back on her word or like a bit forgetful with her friends when she gets a boyfriend and stuff like that. Things that you aren't, let me just say that right now. (laughs) But she's also like a great friend in other ways and she kind of stands her ground. Like there's a few episodes we watched, we were like, go the fuck off, Carrie. You tell him who's boss. Oh, when she left dinner? Yeah. I was like, go the fuck off, bitch. Exactly. So I think I'm enjoying it this time around as well for the fact that it's giving me this whole new perspective on these characters and how well they're written and then you also think about the time that they were written in and the time that it came out in which is i'm pretty sure was the um mid to late 90s mm. and i already knew that it was like a groundbreaking show like no show had ever shown female sex for female pleasure mm. and that's what the whole show is about is sex and finding love mm-hmm. and yeah like i think i'm just like really enjoying seeing how relevant it is to like the mid to late 20s early 30s kind of like experience and how it's quite relatable in a lot of ways yeah and I think it just goes to show that like women have always been this way mm-hmm. and felt this way it's just that there was so much shame around female pleasure for so long that I presume that this show would have been extremely controversial yeah. when it was released whereas now there's more conversation especially with social media and stuff about female pleasure but still We've got a long way to go. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Oh my God, I have something to note, which I just remembered was such an important part <laughs> of my trip to Melbourne. Okay. I bought high-waisted... Okay, sorry. I got too excited. <laughs> I bought high-waisted underwear. Okay. 
And I know. But do you not own any high waisted underwear? No, I don't. My favorite underwear is my high waisted ones. Well, this is the thing. I got this dress for the wedding, and I was like, I think I need high waisted underwear with this dress. Went to Bonds. They had this really cute, like it's kind of got like a, you know how like men's underwear has kind of got like that pattern on the front, like with the lines down the front. It's kind of like that. Okay. But high waisted. And it's brief cut. It's not like shorts. No, it's a brief cut. Yeah. It's like quite full coverage, actually. Definitely would love a bit more cheek action. (laughs) But, oh my goodness, it has revolutionized how I feel when I'm wearing underwear. I own about 10 pairs of those exact types of underwear. One thing that I actually realized, like literally like two years ago, was that when you're in, like when you get to a point in your life when you can afford nice underwear, you Mm -hmm. fucking do it. Oh, yes. I'm thinking, actually, we need to have a full lingerie lingerie shop soon mm. because I want to have so much cute underwear that if I wanted to wear beautiful lingerie every day of the week, I could. This actually reminds me. One of the things I did while you were away was I seriously contemplated getting an OnlyFans. Interesting. <laughs> Okay, elaborate. Well, I was just like, why the fuck not? You know, like, take control of the patriarchy and, like, force men to give me money. Uh-huh. Or women. Or women. Mm-hmm. But ideally for men. Okay. I would give women my nudes for free if I could. Okay. If they wanted them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, already the- works full time. I'm not going to come home and take photos for anyone else. <laughs> I'm going to do that to people I talk to on Snapchat and then don't talk to again after two weeks. <laughs> they don't even pay for it. I just give it to them for free. Wait, how many people do you think have nude photos of you on their phone? Literally none. Oh. <laughs> how many people do you think have nude photos of you on their phone? Literally none. You are taking the P155 <laughs> with that, hun. For real. <laughs> okay, your mum might be listening to this. Let's move on. <laughs> Wait, I have something to say. Yes. How excited are you for my birthday? Oh, I'm quite excited. Why? Because I like to celebrate you because you're one of my favorite people on the planet and I like to be able to shower you with love and you can't get uncomfortable about it on your birthday. I mean, technically I should be allowed to get however I want to get on my birthday. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just joking. Of course you can. You don't have to give me more than one hug. Okay. But you can if you want. <laughs> so what are we doing on the Saturday? We're doing a surprise something that you will not find out about until we get there. Until so we get there. Try- yes, I told you that you're going to be blindfolded and you're not going to know until we get there and that's going to be that. How long is the car ride? I'm not telling you anything <laughs> about what we're doing Except for that, we are going somewhere and it's a surprise. Is it a small plane? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, bitch. I'm going to take you on a small plane, considering that went so well last time. Can we tell a podcast about that? I don't think we did, but essentially we went to the Wit Sundays with our friend Sophie in November and I was like, I really want to surprise them with something special. They've both had a hard year. It was going to be like an early Christmas present moment. So I booked a like small plane one hour flight over the great barrier reef and the whitsunday islands beautiful idea it's amazing and then basically Kara and i had never been on a plane together before Mm. 
And then we get on like the big plane to go from <laughs> Brisbane to the Whit Sunday. The commercial airline. And Car is like gripping my hand for dear life as we take off. And in that moment, <laughs> I realized there was no fucking way she was going to get on that small plane. And I told her and Sophie, I think the night before, what the surprise was. And Kara was like, I can do it. I can do it. And I was just thinking, no, she can't. <laughs> and then she was up all night and didn't sleep and in the morning was like I'm not coming I literally called my mom at 3 a.m to talk to her about it <laughs> in Melbourne it would have been like 4 a.m in Melbourne yeah she was like what the fuck is going on she's like, like I don't want to go on this small plane but Dougie bought it it was so expensive <laughs> look great thought now I know really appreciate it no worries just really hope it's not small planes or skydiving what about helicopters or hot air balloons. I could do a hot air balloon. You would do a hot air balloon. Yeah. But not a small plane. No, yeah. That's so interesting. Why not? Why is that interesting? I don't know. I feel like I would be more scared on a hot air balloon. No. Mm. I don't think that's very scary. Okay. I mean, I'd probably be scared when I was there. Yeah. But I think I'd be fine. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Maybe don't like surprise me with it just on the off chance that I... Don't like it. No worries. <laughs> also, if my future partner for life is listening, I would love to go on a surprise sunrise hot air balloon ride, preferably just the two of us when you propose. Even if it's in with other people? No, no, no. Preferably just the two of us. I don't want to get proposed to in front of other people. Oh, wait. You have to keep watching Shameless. Oh, yeah. I've, I watched three episodes on the plane today. And okay. let me, I, I can't, I can't talk about the spoiler because if anyone hasn't watched Shameless, you need to watch Shameless. It's one of the best shows I have ever seen. What are you up to right now? Oh, it's one of my favorite characters has returned. Wait, let me think. Like my favorite character has returned. Oh, I know. And the hair with the hat <laughs> is deeply, deeply overwhelming. So deeply overwhelming. We've really Do you talk about your fetish for? No, I don't want to talk about that. We can just leave it at that then. (laughs) You know what I found out while you're away? What? There was a porno filmed in the Kath and Kim house. Okay, I think that's going to bring us to the end of today's episode. Before we end, though, I think we should just talk about the fact that we're going to be changing our upload date, I think. Oh, we did need to... Oh, my God, we did need to talk about this. So, we're going to start uploading on Fridays instead of Wednesdays because Cara and I have been feeling really overwhelmed with our workload at the moment and getting an episode edited by Wednesday when we record on the weekend can just be a little bit difficult. Mm. So yeah, we've made the decision to start uploading on Fridays instead. And we are really excited to get back into the swing of things. I actually loved recording today's episode because it's just like so chill and so nice to have a catch up. But we're really excited. Like the podcast is something we really wanted to focus on this year, but life has been getting so busy it's been such a hectic start to the year as much as we love doing the podcast and we obviously are going to prioritize it us moving this upload date is us prioritizing it because we can't we can't put out episodes that we are proud of and that we like especially if you want to start getting guests on the podcast we can't really do that if we're not able to spend the time we need to spend 
editing yeah and making it good as well as that we also did recently launch our facebook group which is to be honest the community uh you can find it on facebook by searching to be honest the community or you can find it in the podcast notes um we really wanted to create this space because honestly we get quite a lot of dms about things we talk about on the podcast and a lot of the time we don't have time to reply to everything so we thought that the podcast group would be a great way for us to be able to engage with you in more of a casual setting and for you all to be able to engage with each other and ask for advice in a really safe space so yeah if you think you'd like to join the podcast group then please do we would love to have you but yeah I guess that's all the updates we have about the pod we're really excited to keep moving forward with it keep making episodes Uh, as always you can find us on instagram at tbh.pod and you can find Cara on instagram at Cara R. Reedy and myself on instagram at Amanda Ducks yeah so follow us on socials join the facebook group and we will see you slash speak to you next week have a beautiful week we will talk to you next Friday. Friday, yeah. Wow. For a second I was not with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. bye.